Okay, we're taking far too long to think of an opening. I'm George. I'm Claire. And this is the Blathering Podcast. Trust us, we talk for a long time. Hello! Hola! Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, you know, I thought I'd be extra inviting today because this is a interesting uh, episode of the podcast. We're talking about some some interesting things. Yes, I th- I've I th- got a very interesting episode this time. Yeah, I think we've got a good lineup. I think we've got a good lineup. So we're we're not doing Farscape. I know, shock horror. Um, we have actually watched the final of series two, but uh, I want to rewatch it and then obviously watch the next one um, and get my thoughts together. And I just thought we'd do a movie. Yeah, that was a hell of a last episode. It was, yeah. Gotta say. I, I, I thought we'd do like a movie special. Because uh, yeah. obviously we did the animated special. Uh, but I mean, we've watched a few movies recently. And I feel like, you know, just kind of wanted to talk about those. So um, we thought, hey, let's let's just do one that's completely movies. So yeah, yeah uh, slight it. slightly step away uh, from what what usually happens. I feel, but hey, um, so starting off, we're starting fun uh, with Point Break, uh, the nineteen ninety one uh, action classic. I guess. <laughs> Yes. It, is, it is a classic. It is a classic. It is a, cl- it is a classic. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. And Patrick Swayze. And I Patrick mean, come Swayze. On. And uh, what's his name? Busey. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. And Laurie Petty. And Laurie Petty. Uh, it's quite a few big names in this one. Um, so I mean, this this is quite a, obviously quite a famous film. Um, uh, Got quite a few pop culture, you know, things. Obviously, Hot Fuzz um, is is a great example of. You know. Yes, it's in the pop culture, and yeah, the Hot. Fuzz Although we bit... were we were sort of talking about the fact that like I feel like this one isn't quite as like embedded as other things, um, as as other you know. Yeah, certain it's more action of a films, cult, cult action, mm. S- slightly more culty. I, I, it's still quite you know mm. big, but just slightly more culty. Directed um, by Catherine Bigelow. Yes, yeah. Um, so basically, this was a ton of fun. I I wanted to watch this. Um, I I really wanted to watch this. I mean, obviously you. I kept saying, "Do you want to watch po- Point Break? Do po- you want to watch Point Break? Point yeah. Break. Point Break." I called it point um, blank blank earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is that, that Alex Ryder book as well. So. I don't know. My my brain is just it's fried. Anyway, um, yeah. So Point Break. Uh, obviously, I'd already wanted to watch it. It's got Keanu Reeves. Um, I love Speed. It's a great film. You love Keanu Reeves, don't you? I also love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, but I was just saying, I love Speed. You know, I knew this was one of the other ones of like, you know, Keanu Reeves action films. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, exciting. But also, I wanted to watch this because I watched a video. I've forgotten who did the video now. Um, 
Oh, hang on, hang on. You sent it to me. So I will find it. Yeah. I will find it. They had an interesting channel name, didn't they? Um. I will find it. Oh, my God. It's going to start playing, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, no, don't, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Um, what's the video called? Um, go back into it, with it. <laughs> you went off it, didn't you? Go, go into your, go into your. I'm sorry, view. I went off no, it. No, go, no, go. Oh. I'm, go I'm going to it. I'm going to. Oh my god. Go into it. Yeah, no, but no, go to the recents. Oh, I am okay. at the Jesus Christ! Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think you watched it on the, you watched it on the thing, didn't you? Yeah. Oh Christ! Point Break in the soft masculinity of action movies. Yeah. <laughs> there you Sorry, go. the chaos, the chaos. Uh. Anyway, so I watched that video and I was like, "Hey, this this sounds interesting. I want to watch it for myself." Um. So. Yeah, obviously we're not going to be talking in any highbrow I love sense, the fact like that giving you're actual. Absolutely not swayed by me telling you you had to be. No, what? No, I was swayed by you, Rowie. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> no. Obviously, I wanted to watch it because you were like, oh, you know. Well, actually, no, I wanted to watch it because of myself mainly, but you know. Um, but yeah, no, you you have no sway on me. Uh, anyway, yeah. So actually, talking about the film though. Uh, so if you haven't watched this. It's about a uh, sort of rookie FBI agent who ends up going undercover to catch these sort of really good bank robbers. You know, they're, you know, they're really... Yeah, they're really... Organised and shit. They're um, an organised team. Who, who are actually, you know, who they figure out because of a tan line on the butt are actually surfers. Well, it's more than that, but like I, I find that quite funny, so, you know... Uh, it's meant to be, obviously. Um, and so the the agent, the rookie agent, played by Keanu Reeves, who, who's his name? You've Johnny got, Utah. Johnny Utah, thank you. That is quite a memorable name. I can't believe I forgot it. <laughs> jo Johnny Utah. My name's Johnny Utah. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> um, anyway, so goes on together to catch them. Uh, basically ends up learning to surf kind of thing and... It's yeah. an action film. There's explosions. He, he goes and, undercover. Yeah. Puppus is his, um, you know, the, the uh, oh, God, you know, the experienced cop he's yeah. placed with. Yeah. Uh, played by Gary Busey. Yeah. Uh, you've also got the really, really loud... <laughs> oh, loud, obnoxious chief. Yeah. Who, um, he's, he was in Scrubs and he was... Um, a dick in that as well. Uh, I love him. I love. I love just how loud he got <laughs> that one scene. It's great. Yeah. Um, no, he's great. But, he, but, he... but but basically, it's kind of um, Keanu Reeves' character against uh, Patrick Swayze's character. Uh, what's his name? Boo. Uh, Boo. Bodie. Bodie. Uh, you know those are the you know. Um, because basically he falls in with his crowd and then realises they're the ones pulling the bank heist. And everything kind of goes 
down the shitter very, very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. <laughs> um, I loved it. I thought it, it's it's a great film. It's a great film. Um, obviously, it's got some great lines. You know, one-liners and, and ridiculous moments. Um, as all action films should, obviously. What um, are the great one-liners? <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of some. <laughs> young, dumb and full of cum. Oh, young, <laughs> young, dumb. Young, dumb, yes. <laughs> young, dumb, cum. Young, dumb, cum. <laughs> um, yeah, that one. Uh, I, I always like the moment... In, uh, I like the moment in the beginning where he goes, uh, I guess they ran out of, uh, what's it? I can't remember! Oh, God. See, you've challenged me now. I, my I mind's gone blank. I know you've only seen it once, darling, yeah. so, you know. Also, I was, I was, you know, trying to talk about the actual film, you know. You, you're, you're just making me, you're challenging me. Fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true, says Bodhi. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, not like that though. No, he doesn't. He's say a it lot like more. That. He's he's it's, a lot more excited. Patrick Swayze is a much better actor than me. Yeah, or was. Um, I, I should say. I I I, I think the thing with this film is it's like everything has been put together so perfectly that you know it all just culminates in just a great film. Um, like it, it's it's kind of interesting as well because oh oh this quote is great this quote is great sorry 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 do you think that taxpayers would like it Utah if they knew that they were paying a federal agent to surf and pick up girls and Johnny says babes <laughs> I beg your pardon the correct term is babes sir yeah. <laughs> like it's literally it's kind of I, I love that scene it's where he's in, right on the edge of of um parodying isn't it? it it balances that fine line of being quite dark and horrific in points while also being just ridiculous and funny and dumb and loud and all that sort of stuff it it, it balances it really well i think um and i think it ha- helps that like the actors all seem to sort of be on that same grasp of knowing like every line has the potential to just be like oh god this is awful but like delivered in the right way is great you know yeah um it's it's amazing though because i didn't realize and this was part of that um that that uh video by bro bro broy deschanel Yes. Who had actually done some research into it. Yes. Unlike us. <laughs> unlike us, yeah. We, we do none and come into it and have to constantly look things up. But um, Matthew Broderick was originally um, like lined up to play in it. And it was just like, whoa, no way! That would have been a very different movie. Yeah, who, who's he again? <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. Mm, interesting. It's just like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. I love I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's one of my favourite films. But seriously, 
In this film, no. Keanu yeah. Reeves is where it's at. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, look, if if you don't like the whole, you know, people talk about queer stuff in your favourite movies that you've always considered straight, tune off now. But <laughs> it does feel like the whole thing feels like it was. Um, very precisely sort of like a doomed romance. You know, it's got that whole thing of like, he meets, um, they're from two opposite sides of, of you know, the law, uh, you know, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, opposite sides of the tracks, they're from two opposite sides of the law. Yeah, bit Romeo, bit Romeo and Juliet. He falls in with him and then, you know, and he pulls him further and further in in and you know he gets obsessed and then obviously it ends in tragedy yeah like exactly that like could that not be any more sort of the tragic well, romance also, i mean like like you know i mean as i was watching it i was thinking exactly the same i mean it's very obvious that the um american football on the beach scene absolutely mirrors the Top Gun volleyball scene. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as blatantly homoerotic, but wow. <coughs> you know, it's um, the, the Top Gun one. I mean, they're all oiled and muscled and seriously. And I was watching something about the male gaze the other day and it's not the women who are particularly attracted to men like that. It's men who are who look at each other and, and compare themselves like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, even the whole idea of this film though, of like, it's obviously the point break, the surfing stuff, like the idea, the idea of thrill seeking and that, the whole idea of like the energy of that, bringing these two people together and then like, you know, I just, it's very sort of obvious. Yeah. Um, but I think it works really well, actually, in a film like this, because it ends up sort of becoming, you know, obviously he ends up getting obsessed. And, like, the whole thing goes down to shit. Like, his, you know, by the end, he's, this has consumed his whole, you know, career to that point. You know, he's throwing his badge in the water, blah, 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 you know. Um, yeah. But, like... Obviously, early on when, you know, they, they fuck up the, you know, they get the wrong guys. And so there is that absolutely, like, really, really fucking nasty It's brutal, scene. isn't it? Like, really fucking brutal. Where they're, you know, they're going in, everything goes wrong. So many dead people, you know, nearly gets lawn mowed. Um, <laughs> we, we were both like, ah! Oh my god, that the tension in that in that moment because it is prolonged and it's horrible. And the camera getting closer, and you can just see his chin <sighs> inching, inching ever closer. It's great. It like is, it's the camera sick. work in this is fucking fantastic. Um, you know, playing with the di different uh, sort of you know with the steady cam and then the you know on foot camera and that. It's really well done. Like. The way they're sort of flipping, so, you know, you obviously got the different modes of tension and, and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, I'd be really interested to watch The Hurt Locker, actually, which I haven't seen, but because obviously Catherine Bigelow won an um, Oscar mm. for 
direction of that first uh, female director to win an Oscar. Um, and, you know, it's very action oriented. It's, you know, she's, she tends to just work in this um, arena that's generally thought of as very masculine. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, it just, it looks very visually different, to be honest. Um, it does. The shots, I mean, you know, it's, it is really interesting because having just watched this video about the, um, the whole thing with the male and female gazes, which are both toxic, by the way, female gaze as well. Mm. Um, but so having just watched that, um, it is super interesting to watch a film like this that is directed by a woman um, and to know um, specifically that if it had been directed by a man, certain scenes would have been very different. Mm. Like the, in, in the scene we were talking about where um, they've got the wrong guys, uh, there's, there's a woman in the shower and she jumps out and starts attacking one of the FBI agents. Well, you know, if a man had been directing that, you, you can bet your bottom dollar that they would have been focusing on the nakedness. Whereas it was like, it was literally, she was just It took me a few totally... seconds to realise she was naked, to be fair. It was, exactly, exactly. It's kind of, it's by the by, you know, mm. it's, it, 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 it she's just Well, it's just shocking out. that someone she jumped just, out. She, <laughs> I know, but the thing is, it's not focused on. It's yeah. not a focal point. The focus point is that she's attacking this guy. That's what I'm saying. It was shocking that she jumped out and attacked this. Yeah, and, you know, it's really cool because even though she is completely stuck naked, mm. you know, that's not the point. Yeah. Which is so refreshing mm. to see because you can um, have nudity without it being... But the... You know. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but the, the other relationship that I really liked was the um, the one, you know, Gary Busey's character and... Uh, Keanu Reeves' character. Because, um, I mean, I think, you know, obviously everybody loves the whole thing with the Patrick Swayze stuff. It's great, Bodhi. Um, but I really, I really like those two, actually. It was kind of interesting because, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, you know, with this film, it is kind of interesting because it does really sort of subsert, subvert expectations of, like, where things are going. Like, you know, I was, like, kind of thinking, oh, this is going to go... And then it went in a completely different direction to what I thought it was going to go. Um, actually, sort of taking a little tangent, it's kind of interesting because, obviously, one of the, the best examples of that is the bit where they go, like, skydiving together. And you're sort of expecting the whole, you know, his parachute doesn't work or, you yeah. know, something like that. But it's... Not until they not. get down and he goes in the van and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, oh. Yeah, but not only that, they do that whole thing, that game of pass the parachute. Yeah. So you've got no idea who's got which parachute. It's great. Mm. Well, it all seems like very sort of, you know. <clears throat> but it's interesting because obviously you know, they both know they know. Yeah. Doing friends now, aren't they? They don't know they know we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they know we know they know. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, so obviously, 
you know, uh, Keanu Reeves' character. I've forgotten his name. What's his name? Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. See, I can't believe I forget his name. It's great. <laughs> Johnny Utah. It's such a dumb name. Um, like, I really... I, I like that, obviously. It is. That like, is the like tension a in that scene. That is well. like a parody of a name, almost, isn't it? It is, yeah. Of, of an action film. Um, but, like... Because, obviously, they all know. So, it's kind of like... He can't really get out of this situation without, obviously, going, you know... Doing it. And he can't really, you know, can't, you know... Without basically going, oh, yeah, FBI. Which he can't... Doesn't really want to do until he absolutely has to. In case, you know somebody might not know or you know yeah. something like that so you've kind of got this weird thing of like where is this going like because obviously yeah. he's sort of like i'm probably gonna die if i'm not careful you know yeah it's really but good. also anyway. because as they've said um throughout um like early on in the film um it's already been established that johnny utah is himself a thrill seeker him and um, Bodhi are basically um, opposite sides of the same coin. Mm. You know, they have that same. Well, uh, they desire. say in the, they say in the scene, don't they? Bodhi's like, uh, I or uh, no, Thingy says, you know, Tyler, the 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 woman character, yeah. uh, says that um, he can sense it in you that you're you're yeah, like him exactly. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, and because of that tangent, I forgot completely forgotten what i was originally going to talk about sorry um no it's not your fault it's my fault because i i tan oh i i tangent <laughs> I, I thought it was one of my tangents again what the I fuck is tangentized right okay. <laughs> i always knock you of course yeah uh, it wasn't your fault funnily enough this time wow it's my my fault makes it makes a change it does it really does um Oh, right, yeah, so, yeah, the, the subvert expectations, blah, 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 so, yeah, no, I was talking about Johnny Utah and, uh, what's-his-name's character. No, not Bodie, the other Papas. one. Papas. yeah. Um, I really like them, too. It's like, because you kind of, kind of expect, you know, it, it, it's got a slight oh, buddy yeah. cop. I was going to say, so, yeah, but, buddy cop, but also, you've got, so, Keanu Reeves is the young, idealistic one, mm. and you've got the the jaded, older one, so it's almost like... He's bringing him back into being interested. Um, but, like, because I was kind of expecting, like, they but heads, but they, like, really hit it off immediately, like, you know, obviously yeah. working together, you know, and they've got some great chemistry there. I really enjoyed that so, whole thing. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. Um, and I think it really balances the, the, the two sides. And, obviously, the deeper that Kenna gets with... Um, I'm just going to call Bodhi. him Keanu. With, with Bodhi, yeah. No, I, I knew his name. I was just saying I'm just going to keep him calling Keanu now for some reason. Um, the, deep, the deeper his character gets, anyway, to Bodhi, obviously the more that side of things shit fucks up until obviously, you know, the worst thing happens in that he dies. Um, you know, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's an interesting balance and in yeah. sort of leads, you know, um yeah i mean this is totally doomed i mean basically um so because none of them win like obviously you know no exactly i mean they 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 sort of um realize that the net's closing in so they have to you know do something do one final job and 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 fuck off so 
you know, kidnapping Tyler to, to do that. Um, and then, you know, it all goes to shit because they go against their normal plan as well. Yeah, both yes, that, yeah. That, that, that final, yeah, that final bank job when, um, you know, everything goes to shit, that's incredible, that, that, that one. Just mm. like, oh my God, why? It's interesting as well, because actually if you... I was actually thinking about it, and I do sort of wonder, like... Um, so, obviously, at this point, um, the, obviously, the reason Johnny Utah is with him is because he basically ha is, you know, going to get them over to the, the thing, you know, um, because they've got Tyler, the sort of yeah. the love interest, I guess. Um, Tyler's being held hostage. And so, you know... When Bodie gets over there, he can get him to let let her go. Yeah. Uh, basically. But it's interesting because it kind of feels like, you know, he's pushing this kind of thing to the limit. Both Because obviously it's interesting because as his character, he doesn't necessarily want to kill. He's just a thrill seeker. So it's interesting because obviously it does kind of feel like this is his ultimate thrill. Like both in doing more of the bank heist than he probably should and pushing to the curb and also the the time. Yeah, he thing. wants to push everything to the limit, doesn't he? But also, you know, and also pushing It's like he has got he has literally Johnny got a well. death death wish. Um, you know, he is kamikaze. Um like, yeah, the bank heist when people end up getting killed. Um the you know, when when he's parachuting down with Johnny, who's just leapt out of a plane with no parachute, mm. which is just incredible. Yeah. And it's like, literally, they're waiting to the very last second to open their parachute. You know, you know he's not going to end up alive at the end of the movie. Mm. You know, you know he's 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 got this total sort of, you know, there's just no way... He, you know, it is <clears throat> the ultimate thrill is going to kill him. Mm. Um, and he knows that more than anyone. Great soundtrack as well. Thought I'd just add that, you know. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, I love the ending though. I always remember it so well. Yeah, it's it, I, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a great ending. It's very very sort of. Um, yeah, because Johnny basically. He knows the score. He's mm. like, and 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 the 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 cop is coming down and going, well, you let him go, you let him go. It's like, oh, it's okay. We'll get him when he when he comes in because he's ridden out into surf, the the great storm waves, and it's like, he's not gonna survive that, mm. <laughs> and he knows he's not gonna survive that, and Johnny knows he's not gonna survive that. Yeah. I love the fact also at the end of that he looks like he's wandered in off Bill and Ted. Mm. Yeah. Um, Long hair. He's got the surfer dude look down. Yeah. He looks the closest to what he looks like now, to be fair, weirdly. Mm. He's nice long hair now, doesn't he? Yeah. Um anyway, uh are we are we sort of wrapped up? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't really talk about Tyler much, but... No, she's a great character. Um, she's she's not, like... She's not in it that much either, really, is she? No, but... Like, I mean, considering she's... the film is about... Uh, 
two hours. She's something. Johnny's in to the um, to the whole surfer lifestyle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's she's a, she's a great character. I do really enjoy her. Yeah, I enjoy it, but also obviously interesting because she's not um, particularly um, the sort of female love interest that you'd normally get. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's she's uh, she's one of the boys mm. almost. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we love Tyler. Mm. She's great. She is. She's a very good surfer. Mm. Oh, an interesting little tidbit um, that, uh, shit, I've forgotten his name, Patrick Swayze um, actually skydives in the film. Yes. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm. He was like a seasoned skydiver. That guy, he, used to, he did all sorts of stuff. He was a very good dancer as well. I think his mum was a dancer or something. Anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, I guess we're moving on. Yeah. To the next film. All right, then, moving on. We got some spooky vibes. Ooh. Thanks for the... Uh, you can be the jingle person, actually. Like, we're... What, we're like four series into this and I feel like, you know... I am a jingle. I am just a walking jingle. We're, yeah, we should make you make jingles for the beginning of each. Yeah. What would this one be apart from the woo? Um, I don't know, because now I've just got the Adams Family going through my head. Mm. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together, ooky. The Adams family, diddle it. Okay. Yeah, so we're going spooky vibes now. Um, very different from what we started with. Uh, with obviously Point Break. Yeah. Um, so we are moving on to Ghosty Goose, or as it's actually titled, The Changeling. Yes, something I hadn't heard of before. But, um, uh, I, f- I feel like I have heard of the name, but... Um, but it's, it's, it's got a good, um, like, scoring, you know, pe- people seem to like it. And it's in... <laughs> yes, but this is really interesting. This is in Martin Scorsese's Top 11 Scariest Horror Films of All Time list. Interesting. Yeah. He's scared very easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this this isn't like... It was creepy, though. It was creepy. It had a really good creepy Yeah, it was creepy. Vibe. But I wouldn't really count it as my top 11 scariest films. Oh, we need to do one of these where you tell us your top 11 scariest films. We'll do this for an, another time. Um, anyway, so where are you going? I'm going to see Chunky. A hamster. Um, are you stuck? Or are you just staying there on purpose? No, I think he's just staying there on purpose. Anyway, okay. so actually talking about the changeling then. Um, this is... Maybe he's listening to us. He's like, this is great. I get a live front row seat recording. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so the film itself uh, basically starts up, um, and our main character, what's his name? His... Why are you on the thing when oh, you need to actually no, I was look on the at trivia. The I was on the trivia. I was on the trivia. Um, his name is John Russell, and he is a composer. He's, He's a composer. very good, very famous composer. Exactly. You know, not struggling or anything. Exactly. So um, he basically we start out. And I think he's on a holiday with his wife and kids. Yeah. And then events take Their car's turn. broken down. So even though he's well-to-do, he's got a crap car. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, no, to be fair, it is, like, really snowy and horrible, isn't it? So It is really snowy and horrible, yeah. I, I can imagine even... They push the car off the road. Um, They're playing snowballs and... and the, he's the, ringing for help. Yeah, and then... And an then accident it's a horrific accident, them. yeah. Um, so that's our sort of self. Not from not his John Russell though. He's in the phone box. No, he survives. He survives, but he sees. I being I sort killed, of thought it was going to turn into horrible. the Matrix for a second. Oh yeah, but it's um, horrible though. Yeah. Just imagine being in a phone box and seeing your family killed in front of you. Or just seeing your family killed in front of you without being in a phone box. <laughs> It's <laughs> probably bad as well. I don't know. Phone boxes are pretty awful things. I'm just I don't. I don't it miss pro- them. Probably smell I don't of miss piss. them. Probably smell of piss. <laughs> uh, discarded condoms. I don't miss them. I do remember. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. You can tell how many phone boxes you've been in. Seriously, that was a mountain one as well. <laughs> it was in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And I know upstate New York in the 80s. 70s and 80s was a bit of a... Or, well, not upstate New York. <laughs> but New, New York, New York City <laughs> was a dump in the 70s and 80s. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that place looked okay, though. Mm. It's just a mountain. It's <laughs> just a mountain. It's just a mountain. Yeah, so that's the film anyway. Uh, no, um... <laughs> we're just going yeah, to discuss that section we're of the film. We're just going to discuss the fact that being in a phone box is not ideal. That tiny section of the film is the whole discussion today, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. But basically, it leads him to end up uh, getting a big mansion. Um, yeah, and it's his... like literally... So, he lived in, a, in an apartment in New York... And so he moves out, um, and... It's the historical, like... It's a historical society built... Well, it's been in the hands of it's historical prote- society. It's protection, yeah, like, basically. Yeah, for like 10, ten uh, years, They said 12 years, I think. All oh, right, okay. um, And so he, he takes that over. It's massive. Um, you know, I can't imagine being in there on my own, but, you know, he is... A composer, so he likes the solitude, I guess, but also the room to have his orchestra around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, not his full orchestra, but not yeah. his full orchestra, no. Um, but he does but, have people around for a little, yeah, a little gig. Yeah, in one of the bits of the film. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for gig. focusing on that tiny, tiny segment of the film. Um, That's what I do. But I mean, the basics, not ideas, synopsis of the the film. Um, you know, probably know this sort of film you, you he goes to the house weird stuff starts happening yeah he discovers that it's a weird ghost noises this, it's the this ghost and then he Taps starts running he starts to uncover the the mystery of what happened in the past yeah. and it all sort of uh you know 
ends up in a big fiery explosion at the end. Yeah, the woeful tale of the house that um, you know, you know, ha- had this previous really sad history. Although it's been it's been buried like quite literally. Um, mm. Nobody really knows about. Uh, you know, first of all, they think it's he thinks it might be the daughter because the person who owned the house before in the like the early 1900s um had a daughter and a son and the daughter was hit by um a truck outside um but but it it, it's not her it's Mm. not cora no it's Um, the son no it's not the legend of cora um no so yeah anyway um it (laughs) thanks for you know uh, just sort of. I I don't know what what were you doing. <laughs> I don't know. Just steamrolling through the plot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty um, much, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, the the it was a good film. It's a, it's an interesting film. Um, it's one of those films. I think I said to you once we watched it, in which it's so sort of technically well made, but not particularly like. Uh, out there in terms of his ideas or anything mm. that like it's a great film but i don't think i'd particularly go oh yeah the changeling that's you know that one like it doesn't i don't know if it's sticking my mind particularly well because like a lot of the elements have been done before um i will say it is quite creepy like it is a good watch like you've got some nice moments uh the uh <coughs> The boy in the 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 tub, obviously. I thought yeah, that the and... the moment where you actually see what happened is the one of the most horrific scenes. Mm. Um, it's quite prolonged, it and is, yeah. it is very true. It could be very triggering. I think. Yes. So yeah. you know, be very wary of that because whoa, that is it is. It's really horrific. Mm. I mean, you know, you get if you. It's if a lot more shocking film, than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, yeah, totally. Um, totally, and I mean, you know, it does depend as well. So Martin Scorsese puts it in his top eleven, um, scary films. It that can really depend on when you watch something. Mm, yeah. You know, formative well, so years, or if there's a specific thing that happens around it, or I whatever, mean, well, or if yeah, but also, I mean, you. I mean, well, yeah, but also there's a lot, lot of different things. I mean, it's very individualistic what someone finds scary. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, yeah. when I say, oh, you know... Um, no, it's just, in, in your personal case, you wouldn't put that in your top 11 but no i think that's really interesting to work out what your top 11 scary things would be and mine as well. scary things just scary things just scary things your face oh thanks um so anyway uh no i i did really like this film and also i think we were discussing as well um when we were watching it and also afterwards the use of music was was really well done actually yeah because i mean the guy's a composer so you you're gonna hope that that um, that you know that that you're gonna have some really good yeah. use of you know some good scoring in it. Um, the violins, I always love a. But also, scary I, love, violin. I love the little the little piano stuff. It is all sort of almost sort of yeah. magical and mystical yes. and yeah. you know um, sort of otherworldly. Um, and the music box, that's always a good thing in a horror film. I yeah. find. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I always like a, I like a good music One thing box. I was thinking, though, um, it's quite a quick starting film. It's not like some, uh, like, ghost story things. Like, it gets into the the spookiness quite quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, it starts out quite, uh, like, small things, like his door opens without him... Well, I think the most interesting thing it about and... it is... He's trying to find out about what happened and it becomes almost like a, a you know, a, a who done it, what yeah, done it. Yeah, it sort of becomes more of a sort of mystery crime sort of thing. Yeah, like. exactly. Um, I mean, obviously you've got this whole history behind what happened and, you know, why it happened and then like, you know, sort of like the, the dirty laundry kind of thing. Um... So, yeah, no, it's, it sort of takes an interesting turn. Um, I thought the actors were really good as well, though. Um, yeah, well, I mean, um, funnily enough, so the lead actor, sorry, let me get, let me get this back up. I can't put my glasses on. Um, right, okay, so the lead actor is George C. Scott, and he's a famous actor. He um, actually turned down an Oscar. He was the first person to turn down an Oscar. Mm. Interesting. Other tidbits. Um, things like that. You like your um, tidbits. But, yeah, exactly. But, interestingly, the leading lady, Trish Van Der Veer, who plays Claire Norman, um, who, who's the one who um, rents the house to him and works for the Historical Society, she... What are you laughing at? My tidbits. <laughs> I accidentally said tidbits <laughs> you laugh at my tidbits. Um. Anyway, Trish Van Sorry, I, I accidentally said that. And um, who plays the me. lead leading um lady in the film is was actually married to George C. Scott. So you've got a leading lady and leading man in the same film who are an actual item. Yeah. Because I was like, they've got some, they've got some really good chemistry in they there. They do. I actually and really like, like it. It's... I was very surprised that she didn't end up dying, to be honest. Yeah, well, there's no, ex but there's no explicit romance. They sort of help each other solve this mystery. Mm. Um, but I, I did turn to you, didn't I? I said, ah, oh, he's in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. little flirtatious look, but there's nothing explicit that you know it doesn't focus. I think on the most explicit sort of it gets is kind of. He gets her a drink. Well, sort of the sort of flirty near the beginning where she's you know them sort of having a ride and that um just before having we go out for a ride having a what oh horses <laughs> i was like what did i miss that bit or something yeah no you fell asleep during that bit um a very very short and uh yeah 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 they go horse riding yeah sorry um <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I thought I thought she, I thought he was gonna say, you know, oh, do you wanna ha do you wanna have a drink or something? Do you wanna have a cup of coffee? Yeah. Oh, a cup of coffee, yeah. Yeah, or you know, a glass uh, of sherry or something. Yeah, yeah. And and instead he goes, "Do you ride?" She's like, "Do you ride?" <laughs> and, then, and then they go horse riding, mm. which is very normal. Yeah, now I can you know for rich people. Exactly. Okay. We, and th yeah, everyone goes riding when they're rich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she turned up to his house with some 
are in some very form-fitting jodhpurs and uh, yeah. knee-high boots. <laughs> Actually, like... quite a funny scene because she, she accidentally sort of... I, I did say, it's like, oh, that's the sort of stuff you're like, oh, shit, I, I mucked that, that right up by accident. You know, because obviously she keeps finding and doing, you know, stuff that reminds him of his daughter. And, oh, yeah. Like, she oh, finds look. the ball. Here's the ball. Yeah, the ball does keep turning up. It's yeah. kind of like, um... It's kind of like a MacGuffin, I suppose, because you sort of think, oh, maybe, you know... No, I, I, I wouldn't... I, I'd say a MacGuffin is more of a plot device to get somewhere. That's not really a MacGuffin, because it's not a plot device. No, but I'm but... just trying to think of what it would be called. I... I you know, it's, well, it's just a spooky it, item that pops up, and sort of attaches to his own, you know, his own tragedy. Exactly, it's probably you know. I guess it's supposed to sort of symbolise the link between the you know, link why, between. Yeah, because why the ghost like... maybe is calling out to him because he knows he's you know. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair though. Like, they did say that it had been empty for, like, ten years because... Twelve years. Or twelve years. Sorry! Because nobody could live there. Well, no, that was the last time someone moved out. But, yeah, I guess nobody could live there, yeah. Yeah, that's what they, since Well, yeah, but also they were saying... Um, well, not since 1909. It was that, later that than that. That woman who worked at the Historical Society with Claire... No, it was later was like, than that because they were like, oh, what's the records? And they were like, oh... It, doesn't go part 1920. before... No, 1960 something, I think. Right, okay. Anyway... I don't know. It's confusing. I can't remember. It's... Anyway, yeah, they didn't have certain well, records. that makes sense, though, because it was 12 years, what, 1972. So. The woman from the historical society who would have remembered, like, mm. she would be, like, a, a person who knows of the history yes. to an extent. And and she was like, oh, nobody could live there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it feels like he's more specifically going after him anyway, you know, a little bit. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, you know, obviously there's this, this link, this connection with, you know, his grief and then a child well, reaching out to someone who, who actually did care about so, his child like, like Yeah, but like he says, they were sort of leading him to the, to the stuff the ghost so yeah. you sort of get the idea you know possibly you know that's kind of the the link i mean probably not i'm just trying to make a you know thing yes like no, no, you know no, I, just completely I, shut me I, down there there's no opening there's no opening there's a there's a door and it's locked no it's got shelves in front of it yes sorry it's got, it's got shelves yeah you've got to be pedantic with the shelves just well, just pull them all down yeah pull the shelves down Open it up. Go up into the loft. Don't go in the loft. <laughs> Ignite that. Um, but yeah, I, obviously you've got the, the, the creepy oh, yeah, I was wheelchair that, thing. I honestly thought him and he, he was going to be killed or, his, you know, Claire was going to be killed. But no, you know, it was like... No, I was quite impressed because especially when she came over when he was off near the end of the film. Yeah, and the door was open. It's like... <coughs> Why are you going into well, a house she's getting when the chased door's open? by that thing and you think, oh, she's going to fall down the stairs and yeah. die and it's all going to be tragic, blah, blah, blah. But no, she actually survives. I was quite impressed. Yeah, although I was a bit like, why, why is he chasing her down the stairs with the wheelchair? Like, seriously, ghosty goo. Well, you know, I suppose it's just very, you know, anger. Just anger. <laughs> just pure anger. Just, just raw anger. Just like, 
Oh, fuck you, whoever you are. I always quite like a seance as yes. well. With a long cone. Yeah, with a long cone. I've got no idea. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> the long cone. The seance of the long cone. <laughs> a long no. silver cone. Yeah, well, because I thought it was going to be sort of weedy boardy, but then it was just a random cone that sort of gets knocked over. It's like, what? what's the point in that? Yeah, but then she does the spirit writing as well. well. Yeah, but she does that before. Yeah, but she does that. And then also everything's being recorded and then he hears the voice. I'm surprised Well, he, he records did... it. He's... Good job he recorded that. It is a good nowhere. job he recorded <laughs> yeah. it. Because, like, seriously, she wrote all this stuff down. And she missed caught... half of it. I know, but it's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she bloody <laughs> death. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so he, he'd record it. They, it just reminded me of uh, Sixth Sense. You can catch their voices on tape. Yeah, right. But it's amazing that nobody listened to that before they all left. It's like, no, no, let's not bother listening to this. <laughs> well, no, I guess because that was his own pro- prerogative to record it because he was like, oh, I want to record it. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I guess so. And so they thought the the spirit paper was what they, you know, they do, blah, blah, blah. Um, they weren't really expecting it to be, you know. Recorded. Yeah, I wonder if he told them afterwards. I don't know. Like, dudes, you want to be taking a tape recorder in. I know it's a reel-to-reel. I know it's expensive, but seriously... You you don't need to write all that crap on the paper. It's quite funny though because because the the guy in this the main character is so no nonchalant about everything. I know he's just like like the the, gla- I'm the so glass glass bursts the glass bursts and he's just sort of like oh, okay someone shot it, me it, presumably yeah, but you like, know it does it sounds like a gunshot and then the glass lands by him and he's just like oh okay <laughs> wow. Well, well, that's interesting. I'll go on with my day then. <laughs> Chunky, what are you doing? He's uh, moving things. <laughs> um, anyway. He's shunting. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, the thing is, he's, the, the, the woman in this is a lot more sort of like perturbed by everything, obviously. Yeah. Or more like, oh my god! Yeah, she is so upset by... It's kind of like there's the two ends but, of yeah, the but spectrum. I think the thing there's that the she is the, the most upset by is the fact that she gets the sack and he gets his lease terminated. Well, no. that No, she was more angry about that because the scene, she was very, very upset when she heard the recording for the first time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'd be angry as well, just out of nowhere. Oh, fuck you. You're, you're fired. You're fired. We're not going to do anything. You're fired and he's out of the house. And she's like, I will get answers. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's very angry. Yeah, I really liked her. I liked the bit when they were going as well and they, they were like, digging in the well. They were digging in a well, Digging yeah. in a well. Well, they were actually was, digging in a bedroom. Honestly, there's certain things and it's like, um, there were sort of like certain horror elements. So like you had The Shining, Amityville horror. Amityville. Amityville. <laughs> um, and The Ring the as well because of, because of, yeah, The Well, basically. 
Um, oh, just spoiling the ring for anyone who hasn't watched it. So. Not really. I mean, The Well. The oh, Well. Right. What does... Oh, my God. That's such a massive spoiler. <laughs> well... I mean, it is technically, but people who haven't watched it have probably got no idea. Also, it's probably worse that you've said, I'm spoiling it, and it's a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, by this point, you should know. Yeah, I mean, we just literally spoil everything. Well, also, that's, you know, whichever version you're talking about, they're both quite old now. Yes. And pop culturally, you know, quite... Uh, uh, I think everybody knows. Yeah. About Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. Uh, and what is, how is... How do you say her name? I can't remember. She's a puzzle, all right? She is. Um, Seriously, they have to really work hard to, to, to work out what teacher. the hell she wants. And even when they think they've worked it out, they, they haven't. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Pure hair. <laughs> You're worth it. <laughs> That's um, probably what she wanted, some yeah. shampoo and conditioner. Oh, God, this one's just devolved into random... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will just sort of briefly... Uh, talk. We we got the Blu-ray of this. Uh, very nice restoration. Yes. Yeah, but it looks looks great. Uh, on crispy. All. Yeah, crispy. Not to be confused with food or the master. Crispy master. Yeah. No, we always. <clears throat> I, well, I always call everything that is looks nice on Blu-ray crispy. Crispy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't which, know why. Which kind of it sounds. Like a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a good thing. Although, to be fair, if you've got crispy food, that's quite nice. Love crispy food. Yeah. I love something with a crispy outside and a soft inside. <laughs> that's for you, that is. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Are we, are we done? Uh... I think so. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was fun anyway. I, I you know, recommend, yeah, good film. It, recommend uh, it for a watch. Yeah, you, watch Turn it. the lights out. Yeah. <laughs> That's an order. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't watch the film. Just turn the lights out. <laughs> uh, you know, we are best experienced in the dark because we are terrified. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway... Good film. Um, not. I wouldn't say it's something that I'd like immediately think of as like you know a go to, but worthwhile watch. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if I'd ever really watch it again though. To be honest, oh, I feel like the one, the one, the one shot. You know, which is not a bad yeah. thing. Like none of these things are bad. I think people. No, I think. Pe- I no, think people I think... C- continuously go if it's not like completely original. They're like, oh, you know. If it's just a really well-made film, even if it's not, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, well... I like... See, this is the thing. I mean, most films are great anyway when you watch them for the first time. Some films are great the more you watch them. Yeah. Um, You know, and some films are just just a one-watch film and Mm. it's 
you know, you cu- you shouldn't sort of crap on them for being one watch films. I I love one watch films yeah. because it means I don't have to think, oh, but I really want to watch that again. Because I have so many films that I do that to already. You still do that, though, to be fair. Just because you're like, oh, I'm feeling that. I really want to watch that again now. Just because someone, someone mentions it in the same, you know, place yeah, that you I, are. Yeah, but I, I, do that, I do that about 50 times a day, don't I? Oh, I really want to watch whatever it is, you know. So yeah. For God's sake. Yeah, something reminds me of it, you know, and literally I'm just like, Hello, G- oh, uh, but I really want to watch Chunky. that again. Chunky is now attacking the the uh, the microphone, so this is probably a good time to to end pause. to end this we'll section. Pause this section. Oh, end this section and pause. Well, pause. pause the thing. End the section. Yeah. Well, we're not pausing it. I we're sound ending. drunk. I'm not drunk, I promise. I haven't drunk anything. See, the more you say you're not, the <laughs> I just continually sound like I'm absolutely off my tits. Yeah. Um, and I never am. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine me when I actually am off my tits. Oh, yeah. One day very, gonna, very rarely. One day I'm going to drunk podcast. You, you, you're going to drunk podcast that that sounds like you're trying to say like, <laughs> that sounds like something a drunk person would say yeah but seriously that would be so funny come on also very embarrassing yeah very embarrassing which is why we should do it yes get so, the cider um, in so so basically uh this section has been about five percent of changeling and <laughs> 95% me rambling about random, random shit. shit. <laughs> right, okay. See ya. But no, not bye. We're not done yet. Next. See you in a bit. No, next. Like the shop. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, then. And finally. Finally. Woo. Yeah, you're excited about this bit, aren't you? I am. Okay, so before you talk and, you know... Because uh, this is actually going to be mainly you talking. I feel you're going to take the lead for this one, I think, because you're you're particularly in love with this one. Yeah. Um, I really really love it as well, but obviously, you you have a a burning passion for it, as it were. Obsessed. This is my favorite thing that I've watched this year. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be mine. But that's not because I didn't like it. Um, what was your favorite thing you've watched this year? I don't know. I've watched some good stuff this year. Um, I'd have to actually, like, properly... We should do that at the end of the year. Yeah. Look at our favourite things that we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. That'd be a good Anyway, idea. anyway. Um, we're not talking about that. We are talking about Pender's Fen. Yes. Um, so I, I'd actually like to start out just quickly giving a little bit of, like, where I came from on this. Yeah. Before you get into it. Interesting, yeah. Because obviously, for me, the reason... I, I feel like the main reason I wanted to watch this was actually because of Doctor Who. Um, of course! Yeah, you know, everything stems from Doctor Who in some way. With me. Um, but specifically because of a Doctor Who book, one of the Virgin Adventures, I have reviewed it on the, the podcast. Um, it was Apocalypse. Time of Apocalypse. 
Um, and I, I enjoyed the book. It's, it's not like beloved or anything, but in the beginning of the book, there is a, there is a, um, a quote, a quote from this Pendleton. Um, and that piqued my interest. And I know that like a lot of the ideas are kind of, you know, taken from Pender's Fen in some way, you know, it's kind of inspired and all this sort of stuff. And and going on from that, I heard that this is kind of like a very interesting, like, bit of TV. It was obviously part of the uh, Play for Today uh, series. It was on uh, the BBC. Exactly. Uh, 1974. Yeah. So it was before I was even born. Mm. So I, I, I mean, it was really weird as well because I'd heard of it. Yeah. I have no idea how. Yeah. Because it's literally been on telly twice and it's only recently that it's come out on a DVD but but um and Blu-ray. And, Blu-ray. Um, and um before that I think I think this says twenty sixteen, so oh, twenty sixteen, see. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty it's recent. recent. Though, yeah, no, no, it? that is recent. Like for releases that's recent. Yeah. Um, and before that, it was like, you know, all on uh, YouTube, you know, dodgy VHS copy, basically, because mm. it was repeated in 1990 on Channel 4. Yeah. Um, when they were sort of going into it. So, so you know, yeah. it's got an interesting history that it, it lingers in the mind. Exactly. Uh, I so have I'd... not been able to stop thinking about it since I watched it. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Uh, so obviously, I'd obviously wanted to watch it. Um, I'd be interested for a little while. Had it on my Amazon list and everything, you know, because I'm in a little list. Of, uh, little. That's. Uh... <laughs> I can't believe I actually managed to get to the end of that when yeah. I was scrolling through the other day. Yeah. Um, so then we. I think I might actually do a, a you know, a, a, what's it, a whole video for the pickups for. Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't really counter in anyway. We we picked it up finally, decided to give it a watch, and blimey, it is good. It, it is. It's fantastic. It's, um, what was I it? I did not expect to love it as much as I did. I really didn't. It's 89 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it is just a really, really interesting bit of, um... It honestly, it lives right up to the hype that it's it's yeah. got. You know, it's got a real cult following. It has. It has. There's not really people... incredibly dedicated to yeah. it. There's not like hundreds of people talking about it, but the people who are in love with it absolutely adore it. You know. Yeah, it's and it's got all... a mythology around it and everything. Interestingly enough, as well. I mean, uh, literally, I think the day after we watched it, it um, there was a um, notification that there's a. It, it's included in this big box set um, coming from America of like um, folk horror, um, sort of classic cult classics mm-hmm. um, coming out. Some of them which have been really hard to get hold of before. Um, looking at looking on at that with temp, you know, really tempted, but um, you know, it's, it's got quite a quite the price tag, um, so. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. But, you know. Well, we were thinking about it. We were thinking about it, yeah. We were. It's it's an investment. It is. Put it that way. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it looks like a beautifully put together set, doesn't it? Beautifully. 
But shall we actually talk about the film then? Yes, I think we should. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So, um, oh, actually, quickly, I just want to say, obviously, this is one of those things not everybody's going to love. Oh, totally. It's very much a, you know, particularly people are just going to get it and love it. Yeah. And some people aren't. Um, it's very... Good. I highly recommend you watch it, but obviously go into it sort of understanding that you might not love it. Yeah. Um, basically, if anything we talk about in this piques your interest, then give it a watch. Because I don't... I, I don't feel like this is one where it's... I mean, I it's would say go into it It's still on YouTube, I would imagine. So you could probably have a little... Yeah. Or, you know, look at the trailers or whatever. Because yeah. it is. It's very, very peculiar. And it's very peculiarly British. Yeah. I mean, you know... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is one that you can really spoil, to be honest. No. Um, but... I would say first time going into it, probably going into it blind. Yeah, I actually, I would say that. Um, I would definitely say that the impact um, of it, you know, is through going through it. Um, like I've only watched it once, so I, you know, I'm still turning things over in my mind. Definitely. And we're not like obviously we're not the most. Um... Yeah, I've never I've never studied film or anything like that. No. But, you know, I I got a lot from this film. I it played right into my wheelhouses of interest. Should we just quickly go over what it's about, just in case? Yeah. Just Okay. So, um for those of you still with us, so basically um it's um set in a small sort of village. Um and it's in the Midlands, I believe, as well. Yeah. Um, so you've got your main character, um, whose name is Stephen Franklin. He's um, quite uptight. He's the son of a rector, uh, or reverend, sorry, Reverend Franklin. I, I thought he was, I thought he was a rector. Uh, yeah, it says reverend on here, so I'll just go with that. But anyway. I'm he, pretty sure it was, well, anyway. He's the son of, a, of, of, you know, a churchman, basically. Um, and he's very, very conservative. Goes to boarding... Uh, it's not a boarding school, is it? Uh, I think it is an all... Well, I think it's an all-boys school, at It's least. an all-boys school, but it's, I think it's a grammar school. Yeah, um, because it's boarding quite... school, he would sleep there. Yeah, exactly. Really. So. Um, he obviously sleeps at home still. Yeah, so, um, you know, he goes to the... He's 18, boys... by the way. Oh, which he, is quite... Or about to turn 18. He's about to turn 18, yeah. So he's 17 important. for most of the film... So it's basically the final summer of his youth. Um, as I say, he's very conservative. He has very, very definite ideas. He is very definite in his dislike of certain things. So, you know, he, he talks about um, how, how um, like, like homosexuals are unnatural. Mm. Um, you know, um, he talks about how um you know he he's against sort of like left wingers and that you can see where it comes from because the church and the school and everything is is all quite a traditional mm. sort of yeah upbringing um for him but he he's obviously very sort of um like alone as well like yeah. he doesn't have like a you know a, a a particular group of friends or anything really he's kind he's kind of you know exactly um he's quite sort of you know he he volunteers stuff in class that makes him sort of stand out a bit doesn't he mm. 
um, and things like that. Anyway, so um, basically, this is about his coming of age. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So um, the place that he lives in is called... It's, well, I mean, there's, it starts off, I think... I'm just trying to remember the actual sequence of events at the start because it's quite jumbled, but yeah. there's a road closure, isn't there? So Pin Vin. Pin Vin. He's so adamant about the spelling of Pin Vin. That was something that really stuck out in my mind. Is just that whole thing where he realises that, um, you know, what he assumed to be absolutely correct. You know, he, he tells the road sign painter it's pin vin not pin fin um which the road sign painter has has has, uh, has put on the sign because mm. he's closing the road we didn't say why the road was closed but i'll get to that in a minute um but basically he's so sure that he's right mm. he can't even conceive of um you know not being correct it's pin vin pin vin you know um and i think that's sort of the crux of the matter he 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 starts out with all these definite ideas um and it's his own sexual awakening which makes him realize that actually he's not going to fit into this um world that all the people are telling him he should be like this, 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 and this, and this to actually fit in with. I think it's interesting actually, because I, I think it's sort of a, he's sort of torn between a few different worlds because in his community, there is a lot of different things. So you've obviously got a few pivotal, pivotal uh, people in his yeah. life. Um, so you've obviously got his father, who he speaks to quite a lot, and obviously is kind of his religious aspect. And Which is my favourite kind of religious person, because he's <coughs> not someone who just, who who has, like, all the answers and is like, well, you know, this it, it's definitely this, and you'll go, you know, he's not a fire and brimstone type of guy. Mm. He actually has his own doubts. Yeah. As we find and, out And discusses later. them and is not like, yeah. oh, you know. He doesn't hide them at all. So, so he has him, and obviously, um, uh, he, he is. Uh, but he also then there's also obviously the the school side of things. There's a few different characters, but it's kind of mainly sort of. So in his school, he's obviously very sort of going into this kind of. Um, what are they like cadets or something, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um, and so it's very sort of regimented. You know, all of that sort of... So you've got that very sort of style. Um, you also have a very important character who um, is, is kind of pivotal very early on, but kind of... We'll get into it later. Um, I've, what's his name? Sorry, I've forgotten his name. You know who I mean. The the one in the hall meeting. Um, uh, oh! No, he's got, he's oh, got oh, a picture. Oh, oh, oh. He's got a picture. Uh, no, going. Where is he? There Where is. is he? There is. Uh, Arn. 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 Arn, yes. Uh, yes, interestingly, he is a leftist. Interestingly, I, I have to say this, obviously. Uh, the actor who plays Arn is 
the actor who plays uh, Josiah in Ghostlight. In the yeah, which story. is your fa- You kept My looking f- at him going, I recognise him. I, I did, yeah. I, re- I, I was like, why do I recognise him? Um, I love. I, it's my favourite Doctor Who story, so yeah, I was very happy to see him. Yeah, I love Josiah so, and, and he's, he's great a great in this. character because yeah, um, he. I mean, good grief! The poetic stuff he comes out with in the middle of a meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I couldn't even learn that as a line to be as as dialogue to be honest. Yeah. but to come on. <laughs> It's just like, whoa. Yeah, um, so, so this he's guy is really obviously at the beginning very opposed ideas, but sort of eventually sort of Yeah, because you know. um so basically when Stephen comes away so it says like a village meeting mm. and Arn is sort of, you know, saying about um the stuff that's going on and you know, you don't know what's under the surface and that sort of thing. Um, and his ideology, which is completely opposed to Stephen's, and Stephen is so angry, and you know, and starts calling him unnatural. Yes, and that's why he hasn't got kids. Mm. Mm. Basically, Stephen's a little dipshit at the start. He is, um, but then also another interesting figure, um, who he does sort of meet, kind of. Um, but also uh, who was kind of dead at the same time, is... Um, Elgar. Elgar, who was also a very important figure in the story. He is. Um, and actually, I think we should probably talk about this, but the uh, again, music is quite an important sort of component important. In, in, in the story and, and the character and everything. Um, well, it's like they have this big long conversation, don't they? Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen and Elgar, he's, he's like sheltering from the rain and he meets Elgar in an abandoned outhouse um, and not a toilet. No. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like, like a barn or something. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a barn. Um, and, you know, he's he's like obviously in his later years mm. um, and, and they have this really important discussion about things and I think that opens up his mind I don't fully understand everything they talked about but Mm. I mean well one thing I found interesting is so um it sort of again um builds into this idea like you were saying of um him thinking certain things are the way so uh I I don't know the complete context or anything because I don't really know anything about Elgar but they have a particular conversation about one well, of Well, Elgar's Enigma pieces. Variations yeah. is one that's used a lot. Um, uh, Nimrod, I think it is, is used um, in, um, you know, like the Remembrance Day and all that sort of thing. So it's very much a um, English sort of um, very patriotic mm. sort of thing. Um, but he's he's sort of like because supposedly that as well. there's there's something else that goes along with it yeah that that it obviously goes together and obviously they don't know what it is while they're trying to figure it out and Elgar supposedly tells them we don't get to know obviously no but it's you know kind of like what well, that that's it secret. you know yeah. um. You know. But it is to do with, I think, the unexpected. Because I mean, like the whole, like I say, the whole thing of this is to, um, you know, his his awakening of himself. It, it you know, it's it's not um, 
it's not only in one way, it's in so many different ways. It basically he's yeah. opening his mind. Exactly. Yeah. Um he, you know, he's not being indoctrinated into leftism. You know, he's he's just basically opening his mind because he knows he's not going to fit into that that yeah. way of life you know yeah i mean one of the first things that does happen to awaken um that that questioning and um him opening himself up is the fact that he has this dream about an angel um and it's it's very homoretic homoretic erotic erotic i can't even mm. speak sorry yeah uh, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the sort of weirder stuff in terms of, like, the dreams and the demons and all of that. Yeah. Because there was obviously that. I mean, obviously, the famous image of the, you know, this... Yeah, it's like a gargoyle... Gargoyle-y, um, y thing on top of him. Yeah, know, he appears bed. on top of him in bed, so he's kind of like an incubus, like, I guess. I don't know. It, it, interesting one. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just sort of... Sits and then vanishes. Yeah. It's an interesting one. But he, he has dreams. He sees, like, these different things. Um, it's, you know, one thing is, so, obviously, um, it's all kind of building into this idea, but it's not something where, like, oh, these occurrences ramp up or, like, it's supposed to be, like, oh, you know, it gets creepy or anything. No. Obviously, it's all, like, that image is very creepy, um and yeah. i think particularly because of the time and what budget they had i think that really works for like the sort of almost creepy aspect of, of some of these bits yeah um which i think is sometimes why it's sort of considered sort of folk horror and stuff yeah um so there is definitely elements of that in there but it's not the driving force of the story no uh, but something i did want to bring up obviously a big part of this is the landscape itself so obviously God, yeah. Pender's Fen. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it relates to King Pender. Yeah, exactly. Um, who was a pagan king. Mm. Um, and it, it does talk about religion and, you know, paganism and and um, as a, and actually the his father, Stephen's father, um, says things. And I, I need to look into this more because I did not know this. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, so I'm, I'm gathering this is true but anyway um that pagan just means of the village and the you sort of say um you know what what when I, I mean i know this is true when religious sort of um oppositions are made um you do down the other types of religions so mm -hmm. saying you know it's devil worship it's not devil worship you know i mean i think we know that now anyway, but I mean, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a big part of it as well, so like him discovering the the, the land itself as well. Uh, it's interesting actually because we, we, we got a, uh, a book uh, the of Mud and Flame, the Penders Fen source book, and I was sort of briefly looking, we haven't read it, but no. I was sort of briefly looking in it. And I did... Yeah, I was um, so obsessed that I decided to get the book. Yeah. The source book. Yeah. So I did briefly come across... Where it looks it? like it's full of, like, um, essays by different people. It is, yeah. There's lots of different essays and all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so at, right at the end, there is an afterthought. And I did find this kind of interesting because... Um, so in it, it, it's 
done by uh, David Rudkin, the the writer. Yeah. Uh, from December twenty seventeen, and in it, um, it's often said in this book more, I think, than once, that a pender could never happen in TV drama now. Blah blah blah. But the interesting thing I found was because he was sort of saying to a much greater proportion of audience now than than then, the England implied by Pender's Fen is not culturally as recognisable. Um, and I, it, it's kind of an interesting one, because obviously it is very sort of... Um... I mean, I was really struck while I was watching it with the whole thing. I was like, this really should be shown on telly now, mm. because it's the mindset of um little englanders like, i'm sorry i know that you know uh people want to believe that england's is just like this all all powerful amazing place but you mm. know <sighs> they're just very closed minded yeah but no i i do find it interesting because obviously as he says it it's kind of further and further away from the the picture of it, I mean, you know, the the landscape has changed in quite quite a bit, obviously, um, and I I don't think that's neither a you know th- there's obviously a lot more going on than like a black and white and good and bad sort of thing, mm. but I do think it, it it's kind of an interesting you know it, it almost kind of um, but it does almost kind of feel timeless a little bit, um, obviously. I think, in some ways. It does. Yeah, um, it truly does. But what, one thing I did sort of... I, I, I like is that, obviously, because it is just a uh, small BBC thing, very little budget, obviously, there is sort of a rawness to the whole, like, how it's directed and done and everything. Because, obviously, you know, you don't, you don't have the... I mean, even back then, you know, you got a small, very small budget for the for the TV. So... But I think it works really well for this because obviously, you know, along with the scenery itself being very much like, you've obviously got the bits set in, you know, obviously sort of slightly more villagey areas, but then obviously the the wide expanses as well, you know. That yeah, the fields and the, and, and the hills and things yeah. like that. Um, I mean, you know, you, yeah. I mean, that final image as well. Um, with the hills and that and the sun and yeah. sort of wandering off. It's very, you know, interesting, I think. Yeah. Oh, God, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole thing, I mean, it's beautifully filmed. Mm. Um, it's fascinating. It's going to take definitely far more than one watch. I feel like I'm going to keep re-watching yeah. this. Um and get something different from it each time. It almost feels a little bit like a um like a like a almost like a group of friends, you know, with with no budget took, you know, camera and yeah. all that and gone out and done their own thing. Obviously with slightly more, you know, behind it. But it it it's does almost though, have I mean... that sort of indie sort of little, you know, experiment thing going yeah. on doesn't it which i think works quite well for it i think what's interesting as well is that um at the time um i think this was just before we were in the european union um i think 
not entirely sure. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it is. Because um, I think they mentioned it in 40 Tasnets in 1975. Part of the union now. Um, yeah, yeah, you might be right then. So, um, yeah, so this was... Either just before or just as. Just as it happened. So, um, you know, it, there's that... that um, you know, you, you, you probably had these... Um, at the time, people worrying about the fact that England was going to disappear. Mm. Um, so, you know, and it's really weird watching it from this position of having, you know, voted to be out of the European Union, not me. I didn't vote that way, but um, <laughs> we are where we are. Um, yeah, and, I mean, it's, you know, you know, done that. <clears throat> well, yeah, exactly. Um uh, but you know it's it's interesting to look at it from from this perspective really because mm. it's like it's like it just continued on down that road um you know i did it's really interesting because it did seem to have a big impact um on certain people like you know in the paper the next day um it said you know a major piece of television happened yeah, make last no mistake, night yeah, major piece of yeah um but then it wasn't repeated on the yeah. bbc from what i understand ever and it sort of passed into Apart mythology once, and yeah until 1990 when channel 4 put it on but the, oh, BBC, on the bbc yeah sorry the bbc never showed it again mm. it was like i guess i don't know if it feels like Oh, it just feels quite strange that you know it would have that impact and and people respect it like that. But I I guess I mean I guess in some ways there is sort of the mythology built around it of something that was done you know once many years ago and there's this sort of hazy memory of it. Yeah, it sort um, of it it. I mean, honestly, it did. It passed into you know there's there's entire you know blogs. There's massive book about it you know um you you can't miss the impact it's had on certain people mm. you know um it is it's just an endlessly fascinating film i think because you know you're sort of looking at someone who's you know questioning all sorts of things but i mean for me um the most Interesting. Oh, I should have got this ready beforehand, shouldn't I? Because there is a quote. Let me find the quotes. Is it on here? Mm-hmm. You can pass it, don't you? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's just trivia. Okay. Oh dear. Right, what, okay. what what quote were you? It was after? the quote for oh, it's quote from the end in your book. Oh right, yes. Um hang on, I'll get my but, book. Yeah, I mean it's basically Stay there, get I'll get <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I, I love I love being ready for these things. I really do. I was just like, Oh, I really should talk about this. It's alright, it's it's to hand anyway. Well it's not to hand, but it's Closer than 
usual. It's what Stephen says afterwards, I think, as well, because I think the quote doesn't actually say what Stephen says, does it? Well, there's two quotes. You've got this quote here as well, I think, on the back. is. That oh, one? here we go. Yeah, that's the one. There's two quotes. There's one from uh, Pender himself, obviously. From which King is quite... Pender. Yeah. Who appears on the hills? So, um, yeah, actually, that hillside encounter with his previous sort of like heroes of, um, you know, moralistic, uh, integrity. You know, the the basically the Mary Whitehouse and the conservative, uh, you know, MP, who who he was sort of lauding before. Yeah, right. At the beginning, for upholding yeah. everything, um, who he sort of turns against, and King Pender, who is a pagan king who sort of gives him the benediction, you know, he lays his head hand on his head, doesn't he? Mm. Anyway, you do uh, King Pender's bit, and well, I'll I, do I Stephen's think that bit. one comes first, to be fair, doesn't it? Oh, it does actually, yeah. Because okay, this is so what he says to them. This is what he them. says to them. I don't he think it's all of it. Because they, they're sort of, um, the way they're talking, it's like, um, you know, he oh, is pure, he is um, this British well. child... Um, who is their hope for their future. Um, and, oh, my God, you see this consistently, you know, um, you know that the, they believe that children should be... And, and they shouldn't be um, taught anything other than this um, ideology. Um, and so Stephen, he's just turned 18 at this point. Found out... Oh, well, I, I think it's out. a few days after... Yeah, but I, I'm saying, you know, he's he's literally just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's gone through this summer, turned 18. He's 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 a homosexual. He's adopted mm, as he's well. He's found out about that, yeah. He's adopted. <laughs> he's like... Um, he's realised that he doesn't fit in with anyone at his, his school. Um, and they just view him as a weirdo. Um, and... He, so rather than being held up as this paragon of perfect, um, you know, English young man, he says to them, I am nothing pure. My race is mixed. My sex is mixed. I am woman and man. Light with darkness mixed. I am mud and flame. Yeah. Which, I mean, how apt is that for today? Mm. it's like literally just and this was 1974 it's incredible Mm. it is it's a fantastic bit of um writing that yeah yeah um and then you can go with okay so the the pender thing is a great quote as well it is it's fantastic you can read it actually okay i'll read it uh okay my my lips were a bit dry sorry <laughs> okay night is falling your land and mine goes down into a darkness now and i and all the other guardians of her flame are driven from our home up out into the wolf's jaw cherish the flame till we can safely wake again the flame is in your hands we trust it you our sacred demon of ungovernableness. Child be strange, dark, true, impure and dissonant. Cherish our flame, our dawn shall come. I mean, it is a call to not, you know, 
not take everything lying down, not believe everything you're told, not go with the, you know, um, consensus of, of what, you know, conservatives will tell you. Mm. To my mind, anyway, you know, it's this flame of, you know... I mean, a big part of it, like, obviously... Um, there is a particular scene that sticks in my mind, actually, when uh, uh, Stephen's having a talking to from the... Uh, from the schoolmaster. Yes, and he shows him the picture, and it goes along. And it's just interesting, because obviously it's this whole idea of being that, like, you know... Well, what interests oh, me as well, that, that bit, that same bit where the schoolmaster is telling, he says, you will have to choose to do this every single day. And that is so true. You have to consistently choose to um, go against that because you're con consistently told, you know, that, that you're wrong. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that you're dangerous. And yes, you're dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got massive amount out of it. I I can't wait to watch it again. To be honest, mm. um, there's so much I missed. Um, it's it's just an endlessly fascinating film, and honestly, I would highly recommend it. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Best thing I've watched all year so far. Mm. I reckon that's probably gonna be my number one for the year. I'm, I'm so, so when we get to the honestly, end of the year, I'm, I'm asking you what what was your favourite thing of the year? I'm really doubtful that anything will surpass it because it just ah, oh, it's so good. But also because it just, it you know it lets you sort of uh, think, you know, it makes you work mm. at it. I mean, there's so many things we've obviously missed. God, yeah, totally. Uh, so many symbolisms and stuff. I mean, we haven't even gotten into a lot of the symbolism and stuff from, you know, oh, and, and the dreams the and, yeah. you know, any of that, really. So, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a whole massive book about it. So, obviously, there's a lot of stuff we just have not talked about and ideas. And I'm sure there's other ways of reading certain stuff and and that so oh yeah because you know. like I, I keep saying when whenever you go into anything um you bring your own baggage so obviously my bias is towards reading it a certain way and you know it plays right into my wheelhouses of things that i you know am really uh mm. interested in and that um i agree with yeah. so you know but someone coming from a different perspective Absolutely. Mm. I'd be interested to know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I feel like this is the thing I'd be most interested, like, people listening, of, like, what, what they thought. What your thoughts yeah. are, yeah. 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 I, mean, I did see the weird surge for that one particular episode. I hope this happens with this one as well. Yes. I mean, you know... <laughs> It's the titles, isn't it? It's the titles. Yeah, my classic titles. I do name all the titles, by the way. So, you know, if if if, if you enjoy those, then <laughs> I'm good at my job. Um... <laughs> Although, what's his name being a gherkin? That, sh that should have that spiked. Yeah. 
And to be fair, that more stemmed from you. Yeah. Got the it. title itself was made, but it, it, the idea was yours, so. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was Everyone funny. Everyone else is just like, no. Zemo oh is God. a gherkin. That's it, Zemo. I couldn't remember what his name was. Zemo is a gherkin. See, now I can't think of that without also thinking of... Of gherkins and biscuits. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, ten points if you know what we mean. Uh. If uh, what's his name? Jack. No, you're supposed to not say, and it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, you got Jack be... Edwards, I think, isn't it? Jack Edwards, is that right? Yeah, Jack Edwards. Look up Jack Edwards. Well, I don't know if that is him. Is it? Oh my god! It probably is. <laughs> right. Anyway, that'd be so funny. Look up Jack Edwards, and it's like. Okay, Jack Edwards book recommendations. Yeah, that'll be him. Do you want to just check quickly, just in case it's a different Jack Edwards? Yeah, yeah, no, it's Jack Edwards on on YouTube. If you look it up, Gherkins and Biscuits. Yeah, you're supposed to go, oh, 10 points if you get that reference and not say what the reference is, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Not blurt it out after I've said it and make me look like an idiot. It's like you're never gonna get that. Well, no, that's kind of the point. It's like the few people that are like, points. oh, yeah. You want to give them a flipping, I don't know, chocolate brownie made of stardust and Unicorn wishes. shit. <laughs> Unicorn shit. I hear it tastes very nice. Unicorns shit brownies, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Apart from to say... Um, so we're not done then? <laughs> no, no. Like, honestly, I feel like we have really lost something since the BBC decided to stop doing, like, Play for Today or... Yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting format. It's kind of a shame that... Yeah, or Screen 1 or Screen 2. You know, they always used to do these little things that were like you know, half an hour to an hour long and, you know, get all sorts, all different people to make different little films. And Yeah, I guess there's not really a landscape for them now, I guess. But probably not, but, you know... It's a pity, really. It is. It truly is. Although, I will say, I will say, it did sort of make me think... Uh, I've not watched the series, but uh, I think it's called Characters. Um... They get new and upcoming... they got new and upcoming sort of comedics, you know, com- comedians. Um, and, it like, they make their own episode of, like, a sketch comedy thing. Oh. Kind of an interesting idea. And it would be yeah. cool to see if someone else would do it. This is not the BBC or anything. This is on Netflix. Um, but well, so it'd be Netflix interesting to seems see like if... the most um, likely place to do that because it, it would be... Um, because they drop things like hot potatoes. So if they could have a yeah. different person doing each play, then, you know. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, really fantastic. Go and watch it if you have not, you know. If if you could stand our blatherings about it, then we think you'll... Yeah, I'm really it. sorry. I mean, you know, honestly, politically, I, I get really invested in things. Right, sorry about that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sort of slightly cut off there. Um, I don't know what we left off saying. Um, 
but basically, the end. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously, guff wise, you know, we've got. Uh, what? Oh no. Okay, whatever. Uh, we've we've got um, Twitter at Blathering Pods. <laughs> you need do not disturb on. <laughs> I do. I do, yeah. Uh, you need to turn it off and I need to turn it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got Blathering Pod, uh, at Blathering Pod, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, if you want to contact us there and see updates, although I haven't tweeted for a while. Uh, I'm not good at Twitter. Um, <laughs> there's also my YouTube channel, Infernal Viewer, um, which will be having some new content soon. Uh, well, we've... Twitter is a hellscape, to be honest. It is, yes. Uh, it's, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously YouTube there. Specifically, uh, if you like Doctor Who, uh, go there. Because uh, I do a Doctor Who Watch Through review and we're continuing with that me. soon. Yes, with you, yes. Uh, yeah, if you couldn't get enough of us, which is astounding, uh, you know, I, I'd assume you're like, oh God, on the war, and I'm like, you know. Uh, but there, uh, so there is that also. Um, okay, cool. That's it. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the podcast. That's an episode. I thought it was a pretty good episode this week. It was. Some I mean, interesting, interesting, diverse things to talk about. Um, Which I like. I think, you know, my favourite things to talk about are the weirdy, beardy things. You know, the things that don't... They're weird things with beards. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, specifically the things that, that aren't sort of really mainstream. I mean, we do talk about mainstream stuff as well, mm. obviously. Yeah. Um but you Oh know. you're not like other girls. Oh my god, no, I'm I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like other podcasts. <laughs> no. I'm interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we we like the things nobody knows. Yeah. Like, oh, um I like We're super wanky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arty farty shit. Yeah. Exactly. Pender's fan, you don't know about that because you're not cultured. (laughs) Believe me, we are not cultured. And when I say... (laughs) You you just like like your mainstream superhero trash. I just like stuff that makes my brain work because I feel like most of the time my brain cells are dying off. Yeah. No, we, we... This is the thing. You can, we, we can live in a world. I have also been watching Victorious yes. all the way through. So, you know, when I say that <laughs> I like things like pen, just bear in mind that I'm also that person who watches Victorious, which is like a, a teen programme from, when is it, the early 2000s? Yeah. Ish. Nickelodeon. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway. So, I honestly am not completely up my own arse. Just no. partially. Yeah. So it's, There's a little bit of light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so four minutes of us, whatever the hell that was at the end for your... Yeah. 
God listening knows. pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because you, know you, you know you want more this. of us. You know, any extra amount of, of whatever the fuck we're talking about is always good. Um, so, yeah, for, for your weekly dose, follow us on all the platforms. Uh, although Twitter is less weekly and more whenever I can be asked. So, you know. Yes. Yay. Don't know why I put my thumbs up. You can't see. But thumbs all around. Bye. Bye. Bye.